This article originally appeared in Volume 51, Number 4, 2004, of Pioneer Magazine. By Mary A. Johnson, President, International Society Daughters of Utah Pioneers. It was in 1954 and I first became aware of that epic journey called Hole in the Rock. It was many years after this that I caught a true vision of the tremendous pioneering effort it was. My friend, Alberta O'Brien had talked much about her early growing up years in Blanding, Utah, but until I was invited to her home to hear her father speak about his father, Platt D. Lyman, leading the travel through Hole in the Rock and settling in and building up San Juan County, it was just another pioneer story to me. Alberta Lyman, who was carried down the slopes of that great rocky hole as a baby by his mother, was now in his eighties, his body a bit frail, but his voice strong and forceful as he related the story of the tremendous struggle of those who were called to be part of that peace mission. It was in 1879-1880 that this mission took place by men and women called from many southern Utah settlements. David E. Miller claims. None ever demonstrated more courage, faith, and devotion to a cause than this group of approximately 250 men, women, and children with some 80 wagons and hundreds of loose cattle and horses who cut a wagon passage through 200 miles of this country. Even the wily mountain sheep could not have negotiated the hole in the rock before it was given at a face-lifting by those pioneer road builders. A group of Mormon men had taken another, easier route in the exploration of this area, but when the actual pioneering group headed out, it was late in the year and they chose what they thought would be a shorter route. It was in December 1879 and Silas S. Smith and Platt D. Lyman had their first look at Hole in the Rock. Lyman said, It is certainly the worst country I ever saw. Most of us are satisfied that there is no use of this company undertaking to get through to the San Juan this way. But, Silas S. Smith was the expedition president and he felt that with blasting powder and additional tools they could make the project work. Besides, there was no WTA to turn back because of the heavy snowfall and bad weather in the path they had just traveled. So, Silas Smith returned to Utah to try to get funds from the state legislature to help with supplies needed. Platt D. Lyman, being the first attendant of the group, became the leader for the trek. As they explored possible passages, Lyman called a meeting to see how others felt about the situation. It was a discouraged group that met, but one silver-haired Danish gentleman, Jens Nielsen, declared that with the right kind of stickity to it, they could and would go on whether they could or not. And so they pursued the trek. Actually, the hole was just a narrow slit between two mammoth rocks with 2,000 feet separating the top from the river below. There were spots in the slit where a man could almost reach from side to side with outstretched arms and yet they had to clear space for wagons to get through. Because of sickness and other problems, Silas Smith did not return with supplies until the journey was completed so the work of clearing was a mammoth task with few adequate tools. They inched their way down, one wagon at a time, Alberta, Lyman explains that they rough-locked every wagon and had a rope tied to the back of it as it went down and they hung desperately onto the rope to keep the wagon from keeling over forward. Every rough-locked wagon going down that first pitch dragged tons of sand and stone along with it, so that the company had to throw in more from the top to preserve the grade up to the first vertical drop. Getting through the hole was not the only obstacle they faced. When they got to the San Juan River below the hole, they had to find a way to cross it to the other side. Then they had to travel the desolate slick rock country to try to reach Montezuma, 
where earlier pioneers were awaiting them. After climbing a most challenging, San Juan Hill, the group was exhausted and hungry so they decided to establish their own community in a spot they called Bluff. Mr. Miller points out that a trek that they had expected to last six weeks required almost six months. However, they accomplished their purposes and went on to fulfill their peace mission, which was to conquer the land, make peace with the many tribes of American natives, and rid the area of outlaws who came to this secluded spot to escape the law. None of these were easy tasks. In fact, this was probably the most difficult of any of the pioneering experiences, even that of the Martin and Willie Handcart companies. One of these explorers, Mons Larsen, declared always, that the handcart journey in which he made the journey from winter quarters to Salt Lake City was not nearly so hard as the journey through Hole in the Rock. Now, as I look at Farrell R. Collett's painting of the Hole in the Rock, which hangs in our Pioneer Memorial Museum, my heart swells with gratitude to those hardy, faithful pioneers who endured this treacherous experience to fulfill the mission to which they were assigned. What an example of dedication they left us.